Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. This is our last Wealth Edit Wednesday before we take a summer break. Yeah, and, and we have a new format in the fall, so get excited. Oh, yes. Everybody that's listening, get ready. Um, but we are so excited to have Ophelia McCullough here from Lena and Lou. She and her sister founded this amazing pajama, and it doesn't, it's not all pajamas, but this clothing line where they use this beautiful cotton weave that's so soft and Lauren and I were lucky enough to get uh, some pajamas from the Southern Sea so yet another guest that we met at the Southern Sea yep so we have wanted to have Ophelia on for a long time and we actually tried to get her sister um, from Peru as well but she was busy today but um, anyway thank you so much for being here today and why don't we just start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and how Lena and Lou came about Sounds good. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I just want to mention, you guys look great on the last reel you posted. I mean, yeah. it's fun to watch that. Anytime Emily's in front of the camera, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. I'm so awkward. And we decided on that reel that we could just lean into the awkward. Maybe that's the way to go. No, I love We're it. We're going to try to like really um, start using new transitions that are harder mm-hmm. and yes. more awkward, more challenging <laughs> for us. Oh my God, the Instagram, that is a love and hate relationship. So we'll talk yes. about that. We'll probably gonna talk about that later. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you definitely have a story behind that. Yeah. Yeah, many, many. Um, so I'm originally from Peru. My sister Katia is uh, my business partner, and she's also she she lives in Lima, Peru, and she sort of oversees all the um, production and the logistics and the um, acquire of the cotton and works with um, the small factories that we use to uh, manufacture and handmade every piece. Um, I moved to the states in two thousand and one or two thousand, so you know about twenty years. Atlanta's home. Uh, make my husband here in Atlanta. Then we moved to New to Arizona. I also lived in New York for a few years, and then back home to Atlanta. Um, stay home with my son when he was born. Um, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a break from work." Um, uh, my background is in journalism, so I did um, some um, editorial work for the Spanish newspapers. I did something for CNN, and then I moved to New York where I freelance, and then I did PR at the city of Nogales in Arizona, which is the border uh, town south of Tucson. So very interesting. Um, you know, I work with all the uh, local politicians there. When I, when I moved to Atlanta, I stay home. Then I have my daughter, Lucia, and... Um, then my sister was working at the time and she was, you know, running this um, company that it's cargo sheets and they, they work with different countries and she felt like she needed to stay home with, the girl, with her girls at the time, but she didn't necessarily wanted to not um, work. She was like, I feel like I need to do something that's part time. And that's how we started talking about creating um, Lina Lu and that's how it was born out of like, 
let's just do something together. And um, we always grew up with cotton. We knew that Pima cotton is, you know, one of the best things of, that Peru has to offer among many others. Um, and and I, I'm not a fashion designer, uh, but we des I designed some of the sets and pieces here in Atlanta, and then we handmade everything in Peru. And we ship about two, three times a year. Well, it's so fun because we were just at a baby shower this past weekend, and we were thinking, I wish they made adult clothes like they make, you know, the soft little baby stuff, but you do. So you yeah, have well, we use the same older baby clothing that you have used with your babies. It's used, uh, it's made with Peruvian Pima cotton, conventional yes. Pima cotton. So when we were like trying to find what we're gonna use, um, we we was like, well, if they're using it for um, baby clothing, we should be using it for women's loungewear and pajamas and that. And then, you know, we were inspired from many other brands that are also using the same Pima we use. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a no brainer. So that's great. So we um, have a lot of business centers or aspiring business centers that are part of our community. And it's so neat that you work with your sister. So tell us how it is to, to have a, a true family business. Well, it, it, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, we're, we're like best friends. I mean, we're constantly on the phone either for business or something else. Like my husband always was like, oh my God, are you with your sister on the phone again? I was like, yeah, you know, I just, so, I mean, it's just, it's just like constantly work like, and, and my parents are improved. So, the, you know, there's, you know, we always, you know, talk about them and how they're doing, but, you know, we have kids the same age. So we're always um, looking for each other's advice. Um, but she's, she has a background in engineering. She is a system and industrial engineer. So, um, she runs all the numbers. She does all the Excel sheets and all the financial reports that I have no interest. And now she's, you know, looks into the SEOs and the Google spreadsheets and the Google this and the, and I'm like, I have no interest. Like it's where my, my, I have some like, I don't know, but I was like, I can't, like she starts talking to me about that. I was like, nope, stop right. I have no interest in knowing any of this. Like I'll pick the colors, I'll pick the designs, the finishes, um, you know, all that stuff. So it, it is a good, we complement each other because yeah. I wouldn't be able to do any of those numbers if it weren't for her. And I also know that her eye for graphic design is not there. So, <laughs> and we tease each other about that. And I was like, well, I get to boss you around. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's fun. Uh, we've had some arguments you know, it's, it comes with the territory, but we, at the end, we, you know, we're trying to make this work and we'll figure out, we're trying to learn at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. And how often do you go to Peru every year? Um, so we used to, I used to go twice a year. Now I'm only going once a year, um, just because of COVID. So, mm -hmm. you know, that changed everything, but um, usually twice a year. And did she come here? Yeah, yeah. She was just here about two weeks ago. My brother, who is also in Atlanta, got married. So she came visit with the whole family. Um, she's usually here in November. So we can do some of the Christmas shows and holiday shows. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And for a few, for like maybe a week or 10 days. Um, but we, yeah, that's how we. 
Okay, so turning a little bit to like what you mentioned going to the shows, like what is your main avenue of sales? Is it the website? Is it Instagram? Is it these shows selling to the other, um, you know, like small retail stores? What is your... So that's an interesting... We started thinking that we could just open a website, a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and we were going to make tons of money. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, that's not how it works. (laughs) Little did we know we opened all this other, you know, Facebook, Instagram, website, Shopify, and it was crickets for months. And we're like, oh, great. (laughs) Well, maybe this is working. So uh, we started with pop-ups and trunk shows um, just because we wanted to bring some brand awareness. And I also... Um, like to see people's reaction with the products because otherwise you don't get to see that you just get reviews online maybe maybe not but when I do a pop-up I get to see how people react to the fabrics or to the styles I get to get one-on-one with a client and I was like well you know I like the neckline like this maybe it's too long and then I get to make all those notes and make all the adjustments for the next collection. That's how we improve. You know, we started with some sort of pockets and then we realized that they were terrible. So the next collection, we adjusted that and we now, you know, um, sold the pockets in the pants. Before that, it was just like, you know, you were sitting down and they're like, the pockets will come out of your, of your pants. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is not good. Um, but then... We started doing some um, SEO search, you know, we're like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. We hired someone that was helping us with that. And we put a lot of money into that. We thought that investing money on SEOs and, and Facebook ads was going to bring all the money. And we, after thousands of dollars, we realized that that was not the, ben- that was not the best way to spend the money that we were making in, on trunk shows. It was like, okay, now we're paying all this money to this website company and this Facebook ads, but we're not seeing money coming in from those venues. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we learned that that was, it was, that was not gonna work. And then um, we hired an agency that worked at the beginning and she was doing all our, this agency was doing all our social media but they also acquire a lot of fake followers just to increase the number of on the number of followers on Instagram. And that really, after a year, we re- realized that that actually was hurting us because we weren't mm-hmm. having any engagement. We will just keep posting. So, you know, you'll pay money to post, to create all those beautiful posts and reels and everything, but there's no, no one is seeing them. It was like people from, I don't know, Russia or some countries on the Middle East. It's like, well, this isn't our followers this is not the people that we need to engage so we had to close that instagram um we went to a rebranding last year and you know long story short um we made new adjustments to the website um more user friendly there were a lot of things that were not working and um we do we still do the pop-ups i love to do pop-ups um and, and trunk shows um Ideally, we'd like just to be an e-commerce so I don't have to pack boxes of inventory and set up a stand on different people's houses. Um, but, you know, we'll get there. 
we'll get there. This is how we're, this is how the business model is working right now. And we're going to keep it like this until we'll have enough money to invest in something else. Um, but we have, and then we also do a lot of marketplaces. So um, maybe seeing like, like the Amazon, small Amazon marketplaces, uh, we have Earth Hero, Mate Trade, um, the Virgin. We there's uh, what else do we have right now? Um, Good Do or something else. So what we do is that we drop ship all our inventory. They upload our inventory into their websites, and then it's like you're going into Amazon. I need, you know, um, I don't know, toilet paper. But you go into the sustainable websites that only carry fair trade, sustainable, organic products, and people just buy from them, and that's how we do it. They don't buy from us wholesale. We receive the orders, and we just ship from my um, um, sort of warehouse here in Atlanta. Um, and that's how we, that's what we're trying to do more than just um, e-commerce, because that takes a lot of our money. Yeah, we've had the same experience both on our Somerset Advisory, which is our private wealth management practice, and with the Wealth Edit. We have kissed so many frogs in the you know marketing SEO space. We've done everything everyone has said, and I do think it really comes down, especially with social and even SEO, with like how much you're putting out into that social universe, you know, which takes honestly a lot of effort and, you know, not all businesses. I think there's the misunderstanding that all businesses have to grow with SEO or with having a big Instagram following. I mean, I know of people that have Instagram followings about, you know, 10 times the size of our following, but they're not actually profitable. And so, you know, it's like looks don't all looks can be deceiving, especially on the internet. And so I think going back to like what you said with, you know, making sure that your audience, wherever it is, whether that's in person or, you know, on the internet somewhere, whether that's Instagram or TikTok or, you know, doing a blog, that they're highly engaged and that yep. they actually are advocating they're they're looking to support your business and hear what you have to say and there's you know so anyway that's been it. i think you're hearing it here from us if you're listening on our podcast that this is these are two female businesses in the southeast that cannot double down on seo or no mm -hmm. um we've had great advice the company that we use to do all the rebranding on the website after we finally had some money to do that, to invest yes. on that. It was like, why are you guys so focused on SEO? So it's like, you guys are a small business. You cannot compete with brands that yes. have 10, 15 years doing this or with Nordstrom, Amazon, Walmart. There is, they have bought all of them. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you should not be doing it, but your, your focus should be going somewhere else and SEOs. I'm not saying you should not be using the social media because Lord knows we need it to create brand awareness, but not to the point that you need to acquire fake followers to make that number large because then whatever work hour time you're putting on your Instagram or your social media, it's not worth it. It, it right. just, it, you get nothing in return. And then, you know, it will take me two hours to create a post. And then I have one like my yeah. sister. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, 
well, I mean, okay. I spend two hours with this <laughs> and I have one night or, you know, my yeah. family or people from Peru. I was like, I don't want people from Peru to do it. I mean, yeah. I want them to like the page, but we're doing business in the United States. So okay. yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it's such a good it, point it, to organic grow is what it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, you know, and I know we talked about this yesterday, but really also just telling your story. I mean, we have obviously with the wealth that we really focus on giving women platforms to share their story and, and the story behind the, the brands and the names that we love and see, and then also bring awareness to new brands that maybe people haven't heard about. And, you know, we had an event at a store um, when we did our wealth at a weekend and I had two people come up to me, the store owner shared her story and they said, I'm so much more likely to come shop at this store now that I know her story. It was an amazing story. And I didn't realize that. And this store is absolutely beautiful. So maybe if you walked in, it could feel a little intimidating, you know, because it's all the most beautiful things and most of our houses don't look like, you know, I mean, like, and you, you know, but when they heard her story, all of a sudden she became real. They understood why she was buying the products that she's buying, where, how hard she had worked to build her brand. And I think about that, it's the same concept on Instagram. I mean, it's just one at a time, getting people that are behind your mission, that love your product. And if you can take the time to build that organically, it's worth its weight in gold at the end of the day. But it is a, as my dad always says, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. You know what I mean? It is, this is like, just plug away, even if, it's not giving you the immediate results that you want, but every single person that if you're doing it that way, and I think about this with our Instagram, every single person that follows is because they're interested in what we're talking yeah. about. And, and, that, and at the end, that's what you want. You want to share your story. Yes, mm-hmm. you want to sell a product, but that product has a story. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we designed in Atlanta. We, there is um, Aime, who is the girl that does our pieces, she works behind with a group of ladies and they had made a group piece. There's not a big manufacturer. There's, you know, that I didn't, I told her, I was like, I didn't realize every single piece I was handmade. Yeah, yeah. We, all the tags are hand sewn on, on the, on the tops or the shorts. Um, so uh, there is a trend for people to learn more about the brands than just buying and the people are making more um choices with uh, you know they're more conscientious when they're buying something they're not just going and grab stuff just to grab and that's what we want that's what we're doing what we're doing and I think it's important to be that niche, you know, and to say like, we're, we're a brand that people follow and buy from because they're conscious of the choices that they're making with their dollars and who yeah. they want to support. You know, there's a, there's a lot of big brands out there if you want to just go and grab something off the shelf. Um, but that rarely makes you feel like you've made a very satisfying purchase. Um, I think, like you said, people are, people have more data to collect more information, to make more educated choices when they're making a consumer decision. And so I, I love that. I think that is amazing. Yeah, we, you know, um, when we, and a lot of people don't know that, but when we do, uh, we don't, we use all the leftover cotton that we acquire, you know, we, and I think I shared that with you guys when we were at the Southern Sea, um, you know, we, 
use the leftovers to do little girls and the world that we then donate to this small nonprofits in the central part of Peru. So everything, you know, there's a story behind every piece we made. Um, and then what with this rest of it that you cannot do anything after we do little girls underwear and we do the washable makeup removers and we use everything. The other part of the cotton that we have, we use it to stuff um, dog beds that are donated to dog shelters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like a full challenge. Like, okay, now I'm okay. We're not wasting anything that, anything that we pay for. Um, and I think people like that. They, they want to hear those stories now. And, and it makes you feel better when you buy a product like that than when just go and grab some. Yes, occasionally I go and grab something, but then I want to I make a more informed decision when I'm buying a piece or a product. Um, and we also like to buy for women now. So, yeah. That's amazing. It is such a neat story. We we just fell in love with your story when we met you, and it's just so neat to see how it thank you evolved. So, um, okay, well, tell us what tell us something that maybe how long have you been? Tell me what year you started the business. We started Lean at Lou at the end of twenty eighteen. Okay, so was, yeah. Now that you're you're almost for five years in, what what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from your experience of running this business besides the um, marketing that we've that we've Yes. So we started at the end of 2018 because we wanted to be able to sell our first collection for the holiday season, which we did. And then we got very excited because we got all of this money. Like we pretty much not sold out, but sold most of it. And um so lesson number one was like, we probably needed to reinvest that in more product instead of investing that money on, um, you know, um, Google ads or Facebook ads. Because even when people were trying to buy, we didn't have the product because we have invested our money in running ads and buying SEOs instead of having the product so it was like, okay, we need to make more product, but we also need to invest on ads and, you know, all this because people are trying to buy, but we don't have the product because we don't have the money to invest in products. So, you know, I, I think what we needed to do, it was like, just make a lot of um, inventory to be able to sell that instead of paying advertising, but then we don't have any product to sell. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that we learned is that um, we, since we creating a product that we're selling, we needed to do more um, try-ons and fits because we will just do one and we're like, okay, yeah, looks looks great. And then we'll send them. And then I get all the product here. I was like, oh my God, this is not the right way. We should have done this larger. I mean, you know, we, and it was just me, my sister and, and this um, I, this girl that works for us and she's great on giving us advice but at the same time I don't have a background on fashion and my sister is a numbers person so then we learned that now we make sure that we do patterns and and feet and tryouts way in advance before we send product to be made and then we have to make corrections we made another set and then based on that we made new corrections in that instead of like oh yeah now it looks great let's just send it out to be you know manufactured and it's just it doesn't it didn't work like way um then 
I mean, I think that's two of the main things of things that we have learned. Um, and then I don't, I mean, I guess being able to do more in store pop-ups so I can, I can have the reviews from the person at the moment I'm doing it instead of just, you know, not hearing what they think of the product. So that's, that's, that's very, you it, know, it, it it's, it's a positive critic that we, that we appreciate a lot. I will say this, and that is, and in the South, I think this is so hard, but when you're a female business in the Southeast or anywhere, but like we try to be so polite here, but the most kind thing you can do with a female business owner is if something's not working, give feedback too. maybe even email. I mean, we all have email addresses. If you don't feel like you want to leave a bad review, which fair enough, like give the business a chance to correct it. But often I think we hesitate as women to like say something, but especially yeah. when, when you're figuring it out, when we're figuring it out, you know, like we want to hear, oh, that really didn't work, you know, I mean, or this didn't fit exactly because then that's going to help make the next model better. Yeah. And that, that um, critical feedback is just as essential as the positive feedback. Of course, yeah. it we all hope that that everyone has a five-star experience with all of our businesses. But if something's not working, you know, be those, be the woman that is gonna walk alongside these business owners and make it right. So there's there's always room for improvement. And I like to hear all that feedback. I mean, we're very proud that our um return it's so little. I mean, it's 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 very minimal like we built like I think this week it's the first time we've got one return in months so that is just so I mean it's just like every time we I was like oh my god two months no one has returned a key so this is like we're doing something that's great we have improved the fabric we're still using the same organic pima cotton but we heard from people saying that you know I think it's very light um, it's so sometimes it's see-through and that's true so we have you know now the fabric is a little heavier but not you know not not too heavy that you don't want to wear over the summer so we have improved the fabric we have improved the finishes on the pieces and that's because we've heard from you or you know we get reviews online um, but the feedback, either positive or negative, there's always, we, we want to hear that. And I think every business owner wants to hear that. They really do. I mean, it just makes, I mean, any business owner that's worth their, worth their stripes is going to say, I, I'm hearing you and I'm going to make strides to change it where I can. So um, it might not be immediate or, or overnight, but we're working towards it for sure. So that's great. I love it too. I mean, anytime anybody really gives us yeah. honest feedback, I feel like I've been given a gift. It's a gift for sure. It's not a, um, oh gosh, I thought my product was perfect. I mean, you know I mean? And now <laughs> I'm know it's not. I yeah. know my product is, you know, I mean, like there's always room for improvement. So when somebody stops and says, hey, I really wish I was seeing this or this is difficult to find or I don't really understand when you say this, you know, I mean, wow, it's just, it's such a gift when somebody actually takes the time to, and it's also like a sign that they really care and they yeah. want to use the product because they wouldn't give you feedback if 
they thought it was worthless. You know what I mean? They're like, I, I want yeah. to. So, um, no, I know. Um, sharing that feedback, it's, it's what we need so we can get better. Otherwise, you know, I'll be thinking that I'm making a great thing and then it's not. And <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I can't believe our 30 minutes is up, but I do want to give you a minute and can you tell everybody how they can find Lena and Lou? Um, what's, I know definitely everybody follow on Instagram because you've got a new one and some new rebranding, but yes. how, what else is the best way to keep up with your products and what's going on? Um, so you can find us online, Lena and Lou, that's uh, L-E-E. Uh, yeah, N A, but L U. Lou is yes, L U. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Sorry. Um, that's C O, and then Instagram <laughs> at Lena and Lou. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how. That's how you can find us. And everybody, check it out because they've got the their new summer colors. collection is so cute. Yes, and we have just added this other popping um shorts. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, those are the shorts I pulled out too. Yes. I know. Emily and I both like that. We both want that. That's, that's our. <laughs> yes. that's we're going but look, you can wear it out. It's not. Pajamas. I know it's not pajamas. It just feels like pajamas, which is the well, best. It's it's loungewear. I mean, I was telling um when we had a conversation yesterday, like in Peru, it's very common for people to come home and immediately change clothes into either some like a house dress. Like I remember my mom's, my aunts, everybody was doing that. Now you get home and put in a house dress or something. I don't want to wear a house dress, but you know, I'll put some shorts or, you know, and they were like with like a long zipper and, you know, I mean, sort of like a cap, like a captain situation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also didn't want to look like, you know, we wanted it to look cute and something that you might need to run out of the house and yeah. you can do that. It's so cute. Yeah. I love those shorts. The Thank most. you. They're great. And uh, well, thank you so much. And so we always end our podcast with the question of why did you say yes to the Wealth Clinic? Because how could you say no? <laughs> um, Especially to Lauren. <laughs> it, exactly. There is no possible way that you could say no. Um, growing up in Peru, financial education to girls or women is almost non-existent. It's a very, still a very macho um, culture. So even though it's, that, that is changing, I feel like uh, financial education um, to girls and teenagers and women is extremely important. And I learned that when I moved here by myself, you know, my parents live here, but I was here and I moved and I needed to learn how to use and invest my money. Um, one and number two, because I really appreciate that there's a plat that you guys have created a platform where small business owners can share their stories and hear from other small businesses that are not necessarily Spanx or Rebecca Minsko brands and all that. Like there is, you know, there's also a community of us of women that have that are running small businesses, and and, the, and we get to share that with you. Yes. Well, thank you so, so thank much. You. For thank sharing. you so much for having me. Yes. Well, we have loved learning more about Lena and Lou, and everybody go check them out. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank I'm you. I'm on our story right now, so you can go on Instagram and find it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. It's good to see you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. 
The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content. 